0: One. Welcome to Achieving Success with Olivia Akin. I'm your host, Olivia Akin. Each week, we will discuss the roadmap of achieving your personal and professional success. We will give you real-life stories on growing personally and professionally to achieve your life and career goals with the help of some top-notch guests. Today, we are speaking with Felicia Jackson. Felicia is the founder and CEO of the company CPR Rack. The CPR Wrap empowers non-medical responders, caregivers, new parents, and business owners to stay prepared during respiratory and or cardiac emergencies. In addition to inventing this life-saving product, Felicia is also a physical therapist assistant. You can find Felicia by going to her website, CPRRAP.com, or by emailing her at Felicia at CPRRAP.com. Hello, Felicia. It's so fantastic having you
1: on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here.
0: I'm so excited to really dive into what the CPR wrap is, does, and all the benefits. But to start off the show, can you tell me what success means and looks like to Felicia Jackson?
1: Oh, wow. This is, this is great because success is, is totally different from when I first started and where we are today. Um, success uh in a, in, a, in a nutshell, can be defined as it, it literally can be defined in several ways, but it's also essential to recognize that it depends on where you are in life. When I first started CPR app, it to me, success was how much money uh, I was able to get from an investor, uh, because I was bootstrapping. you know, I didn't have any money, I needed capital to to actually to make the product. You know, so that was really, 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 really important to me. But now we're five years in and success is totally different Um, to me. Success is building a strong and sustainable company that can save lives uh, of people all over the world. Uh, It's making a positive impact um, on people. You know, success is determined by the journey and not always the destination. So it's about getting there.
0: And I love that, and you've definitely gotten there with CPR rap, we talk about, and we're going to dive into it about your journey and what CPR rap does, and why you came up with it and everything. But even as latest as yesterday, you did a post that really talks about the impact cPR rap has on individuals. and I want to go into that first before we kind of circle back because I think right off the bat, as you were saying, success is defined to you is making that impact and saving lives. And that post you did on just someone's review on your product the other day really shows that impact you are making and how detrimental it can be in saving someone's life. So why don't you tell us that post that I'm talking about, as well as what that meant for you,
1: yeah, that post it it was amazing. Uh, we did get a, a review uh, on a social media platform that CPR wrap was actually used to save someone's life, and the person that actually purchased the wrap purchased it because she had a cardiac issues of you know on her herself, um, and she was at an event where there's a lot of people, and when you go to places, you don't think that you're going to be um, Uh, experience anything emergency wise and thank goodness she had two on her person and she was able to give them a CPR wrap so they can initiate CPR. The person's life was saved and it was like mind-blowing because I always told people in my in whatever interview I was doing my goal is to save a life with CPR wrap and once that is done my work is done certainly I'm not done yet (laughs) But, you know, this just goes to show that um, innovation, something that I invented to save a life truly works. And I'm just so ecstatic. I am on cloud nine right now. You have no idea.
0: And, you know, saving a life is such a big impact. And, you know, we always want to say that in an emergency, we're going to be able to be there and, you know, help save that life no matter who you are. And you want to always think the best in someone that they're going to jump in in that moment of need and really just do what needs to be done. But to have a product that demonstrates it it helps save a life and to take it a step further and know that was your thought, your baby, and your baby helps save someone's life is so impactful because it shows just how much you don't need to be somewhere to make a difference. And without CPR wrap, That person who knows what would have happened to that individual.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I want to start now at the beginning of how CPR WRAP came to be. Health, as we've discussed, being in the healthcare industry has always kind of been a part of your life and your journey. But what has that journey been like? And at what point and what moment made you say, I want to go down the journey of creating a product that saved other people's lives?
1: Right. Right. So the the moment that started this all off was, you know, I've, I've always been in the medical field you know, I've always wanted to help people. I mean, that has been my goal from day one. Um, I just never thought it would be um, as an inventor of a medical product. But I, I have I'm married. I have three children. And during that time, we were all driving. Um, I don't remember where we were going. I just remember it was a beautiful day. Uh, We were on the road and they call me the helicopter mom because I'm always checking on my children. But this particular time, you know, I look back, the back of the car seat to to check on my my youngest, who's two years old at the time. And I noticed that he was in distress. It seemed like he was trying to cry, but nothing was coming out. And I knew something was wrong. So I screamed to my husband to pull over to the side of the road. We immediately got out of the car. My husband takes our son out of his car seat, hands him to me because I'm I'm CPR certified. I know what to do. I know about the Heimlich. I knew my CPR. I was trained, but I couldn't remember any of my training. I froze. It was unreal. My mind went completely blank. And so the only thing that I could do was to shake my baby. God help me. God help me. My husband, uh, who's a military veteran, he Saw that I was panicking, took our baby out of my hands, and saved his life. Now I won't say what he did was the correct thing to do, but it was it saved our son's life, and um, that started me on my journey. It was like, wow, if me, a medical professional, can forget what I've been trained to do, what about people that are not trained? You know, which is fifty percent, you know, of the world's population. You know, that don't know how to do CPR, that don't know how to do um, uh, choking. Uh, the Heimlich maneuver for choking. So I knew something had to be done. It was too many people that are that are dying. And so that's how I came up with the concept of CPR rap at the time.
0: And I think it's so important as well to realize that in a moment's notice, no matter how much training you have, especially when it hits close to home, all of that training could kind of go out the window in that instinct. So yeah. what happens when all that Goes out the window. And especially as a mom, you must have been feeling like, oh my God, this is happening to my child. Like, you know, just that overwhelming feeling that as any parent or a relative or, you know, who might know someone in that moment, you don't know what to do because you're just so like, oh my God, what's happening? How can I help? And you have the tools, but in that moment's notice, the tools don't seem to come to your forefront.
1: Right. Right, right. It's it's crazy because, you know, I feel like we as humans, we are mostly reactive and not proactive all the time when it comes to emergency preparedness. Um, You know, I ask people all the time, do you know what to do if, you know, you, you were presented with someone that needed CPR? Do you know what to do if someone was drowning? And for the most part, you know, it's no. You know, a lot of people, they recall the things that they've seen either on a television show or they've had past training that's 10 plus years old and things have changed now. Uh, But we never really think about it until we're presented with it. And and with my business, it's not just about inventing a a, a medical product. It's about educating. You know, a lot of my work goes towards educating people on what to do and and, and stirring it up. You know, I, I don't want to incite people, you know, incite fear in people, but I want you to realize this can happen. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when. And you need to be ready. So um, you know, we definitely have our work to do, you know, because this I tell people we want to save the world, not just the United States, not just here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, but this is a worldwide product that I believe will help people all over the world.
0: And I personally a hundred percent agree with you that it can help. And we've seen it. Yes. And and it's amazing to see it and really see the people who believe in it and now understand just in that moment to notice how everything can change. You know, and like you said, it it's not if you will ever see it; it's when you will see it. And right. being prepared for that and understanding, like we've had in conversations, the CPR wrap isn't there to replace anything; it's only there to help enhance and help your education in a situation. And I want to dive a little bit more into that education piece, because education is so important. And for you, that's the forefront of the CPR rep and continue to grow everyone's knowledge on the importance of being prepared in an emergency. Why is your stance on it, not that CPR rep can replace you know, doing CPR or anything else, but it's an enhancement tool as well as why is the education piece so important to you?
1: Right. Um, Because I believe that, you know, and you're right, you know, a CPR app was not made to replace um, what's already out there. You know, it's just an added resource to help. You know, you know, statistics tell us that, you know, If something that you don't do on a regular basis, if you don't do it on a regular basis, we're not medical. uh, Most people aren't medically trained to do this. Right. You know, what's going to happen to to most people that experience CPR, uh, that have to initiate CPR to save a life. It's going to be the person like you or or my neighbor, you know, people that don't necessarily have the medical background. And so those are the first responders. And that's why it's so important for everybody to be trained in CPR, um, to at least have the general knowledge on what to do. Um, and I'm just so happy that CPR wrap is that value add. We have AEDs out here, you know, that can help. It's also a compatible thing to actually performing CPR. But most people don't feel comfortable uh using that uh uh the AED. I mean, even though it talks you through on how to use it. Uh, it's just a matter of education. Um, statistics also tell us that minority communities are less likely to receive CPR because in that environment, you know, in low-income communities, that environment, they don't have the CPR training. Uh, they don't have the tools that they need to initiate CPR. Women are less likely to receive CPR from men because they're terrified that they're going to be implemented in in, you know, in something, you know, some type of scandal, you know, but at the end of the day, this is all about saving lives. You know, that's it. We want to empower people to do the most unselfish thing a human can do, you know, which is save a life. And, you know, I'm just so happy that this product, this innovation is out there to to do it.
0: And what I love about the CPR wrap and something we're going to dive into right now, but as you said, there's a lot of circumstances in situations why people might not feel comfortable jumping in. You know, like you said, sometimes a resource that might make you feel more comfortable isn't relatively available. One of the great things with CPR wrap is the affordability aspect of it. And I think that's really important to highlight within this product is you can, and I've seen the pictures, guys, and it's unbelievable. It's like you just throw it in your bag. You can throw it in your car, you can throw it anywhere, and it's affordable to have it around, but also it eliminates the uh, the possibility of something unknown happening in the aspect of transmitting something because you don't know the person, you don't know the situation in any way, and you know that's something that might stop someone from performing CPR. For you, can you dive into it for us? What CPR WRAP provides and what makes it so different than some of the other tools that are out there?
1: Right. I always knew I wanted to be um, limited on tech. You know, I wanted to be the most simplistic thing someone could use. So simple a child can use it. Uh, That's what I wanted to be. And And I wanted to have all the steps, you know, I get some pushback from some people because when American Heart Association came out with um, hands only, you know, a lot of people were saying you don't need to do rescue breathing, but, you know, you still need to. And American Heart actually says that you need to. And so that it was very important that I kept the one way valve mouth barrier attached to the CPR wrap template because it's not just for the non-medical bystander to use, there's professionals that use the product as well. So it has the one way uh, valve mouth barrier that protects you from contaminants and drug residue, the visual hand placements that shows you exactly where to do compressions and simple CPR instructions that I'm so happy to say are bilingual. They come standard English and Spanish now. Um, And as we do branch out into other countries, you know we can translate the text into other languages. You know, which, like I said, that goes back to CPR Wrap being a global, globally used product, um, and I don't think that is that is very, very important. You know, to have something like that. You know, as we're going to work with uh, different school districts, police departments, hospitals, new parents. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, this brings me back to a story where I pitched. It wasn't Shark Tank, but I pitched to Mr. Wonderful on on another platform, and one of the things that he said was this: CPR is is so broad, you know. I guess it's, it feels like it's saturated, you know. But it's like, you know, how can you price or put a price on life? You know, a lot of people do, but you know, I don't. I don't too much think you should. You know, even though I have to charge for this product, that's why I'm trying to work with nonprofits and even trying to get this mandated. To be standard, you know, for households, and maybe one day this can be a product that I can actually give to people to have in their homes, to keep in their cars, to put it in daycares, you know, places of that sort. So um, it's just it's just amazing this this journey that we're on to save lives. Um, it's it's large. It's a large undertaking, that's for sure.
0: Well, for sure. I mean, if you look at it, saving a life and what can be happening in that moment in time. I mean, there's lives all over the world, like you had said. So in reality, the impact that something can make a difference within the CPR world and then make the impact on someone else's livelihood is there, right? There's Mm -hmm. so many beings in the world. It's not like you're really niche in the aspect of, oh, it's only for this market. No, it's for anyone. Exactly. And anyone could use it. For you, I love the fact you brought up how important it was for you to have a product that can be a resource for anyone, no matter maybe the language barrier, the age. For you, knowing different demographics and, as you said earlier, lower income environments that might not have the tools or resources otherwise to have this, what is... What was the importance for you to create a product that can transcend across any market and any environment, neighborhood, age group, whatever it might be, as well as making it so if someone's here and in a town, for example, and is an immigrant to the area and might not know English, can still perform and use the product.
1: Right. I mean, that was very, very important to me right off the bat. I mean, we we take the things that we have for granted. You know, we take for granted that someone else, yes, I can pick up my cell phone and I can dial 911 if need be to call, you know, to, to get help. A lot of people don't have uh, that that opportunity to do so. You know, here in the States and e- even other countries, you know, some people it takes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour before help can arrive. Um, it's It's unreal, you know, the calls and the emails I get you know, even from volunteer fire departments, because they know it's going to take them 20 minutes or 30 minutes to reach someone that's in a more rural location, and they want them to at least have a fighting chance until they get there. Um, so, it was very, very, very important for me to make sure that CPR Wrap transcends all aspects of anybody's financial stability, um, the color they are. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, your your income, um, and, you know, the language barrier, you know, because, you know, life is universal. Saving lives should be universal. And you know, it's it's a right. We all have a right to live. And and I think CPR, I don't think, I know CPR rap will 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 be a, what did someone say? It's gonna be a paradigm shift in healthcare. So. We're excited about that.
0: And I think it will, because as you've been saying in everything you've been doing, it's that added resource. And that added resource, having another resource does not hinder you. It can only help you.
1: Exactly.
0: No matter what it is. And I want to dive into, like you said, working with police departments, firefighters, having them understand the importance Of the wrap that can help individuals for them to advocate for this product to be in the community as well. How do those conversations go? Because, you know, sometimes, and what people forget, as you just mentioned, sometimes you're in a neighborhood or a city where responding to an incident can be within minutes. But sometimes you're also in an environment where responding to an incident can be 10, 20, 30 minutes. And that 10, 20, 30 minutes, you went from the possibility of getting, especially if someone's choking or not breathing, you went from okay, there might be possible brain damage if we wait to get to them and then get to a hospital. Because if it takes, for example, like you said, 20 minutes to get to you, you still have to find the closest hospital. Right. And so that could be the difference of okay, we didn't make in time, then there could be possible brain damage to. Well, now we're talking loss of life.
1: Exactly.
0: So, how do you have those conversations with individuals to kind of gauge them in understanding how those moments can really impact the long run?
1: Right. It, it, it depends on who you're actually speaking to at the time. If I'm talking to, a course of course, the medical professionals, you know, the paramedics, EMTs, police officers, firefighters, they get it. The nurses, they get it. They understand. But when I'm out there talking to the community, you know, sometimes I bring up the issue of what happened to Damar Hamlin. You know, that was seen by millions all over the world. How he went into sudden cardiac arrest, and if it was not for someone initiating CPR at that right moment, immediately, and executing the AED, the defibrillator, he would not be with us today. And you, sometimes you have to put it on the level where where they can understand. You know, that snapped a lot of people out of the box and say, hey. This is a possibility. This could happen to me. But we don't always we're not walking around with um, doctors, you know, and, and paramedics, you know, at our back all the time. You know, 67 percent of sudden cardiac arrest out of hospital, sudden cardiac arrest happen in our homes, in our own environments. And so, you know, I'm just having these conversations with people of letting them know, hey, you know, it's possible, you know, it could happen. This is what you need to do. And, and that's another reason why I wanted to make it affordable. You know, once I make something, you know, this is like the third version of what you see today of CPR wrap because I definitely listen to when I have these conversations with people, I get feedback and I take that feedback into consideration. Uh, one of my mentors, who is the um, amazing, amazing Andy Dunn, he's the co-founder of Bonobos. Um, we were talking about pricing. You know, I've had people in my ear, doctors, you know, the professionals, these should be $50. They should be 30 bucks or more. I wanted this to be affordable for everyone. That's why having that conversation with Andy, it was like, let's do $9.99. You know, if you can tolerate that, you know, when you make the product and you get that landed cost, that cost is all in, if you could handle it being nine ninety nine where a CPR rep could thrive as well, then I think that's what you should do. Uh, and I did that. And that was one of the best decisions that I was able to make, because now I have the product that people can afford, that's easy to execute on. And like I said, it transcends, you know, all regions, you know, all genders, all, I mean, just anything you can throw at it, any type of barrier that people try to throw at it you know, we we're overcoming those barriers with CPRM.
0: And what I love about that, too, in that story, for example, is sometimes no matter what the industry is, what you're doing, other people want to give their opinion. Yes. And they want to give you good, bad or indifferent. It might be they want to have their input into what it should be, what it should look like and all the moving pieces whether they have the knowledge base to do it or not right Right. and for you as someone who was so passionate about it where how did you handle those situations when someone's coming to you for example like you just mentioned it should be priced at this spot but you're also like this is really what i want to be doing and sometimes it is listening to yourself even though others might say No, you should really do it this way. I've been in the industry this long. This is how it's been done. And you go, no, you know what? Thank you for that great advice. But you know what? I'm going to do it my way. And whether it works or not works, I know I've done it my way.
1: Oh, oh, you hit the nail on the head. I've had this conversation so many times from people that have been in a certain industry. Maybe they've had their companies acquired and, you know, it's a CPG product, you know, and it's totally different from what I'm trying to do. But because they've succeeded in something, they feel like it should, um, I should really look at their guidebook and do exactly what they're doing. And it doesn't always work that way. You know. I'm focused on a certain direction that I want CPR rap to go. But I also have mentors and advisors. And I do take constructive criticism. You have to be open, you know, to some suggestions and views. I mean, you have to, you can't be closed-minded all the time. I get that. But when it comes to something that you truly know about, that I've been working on this for years, I'm gonna try what I think is the best route. And if I fail, then I can pivot, you know, and that's the great thing about failing at something. uh, You get to do something different to to test that that way. Uh, But don't tell me that my way is wrong. You know, I mean, you don't have the right to do that. You know, this is a product that, that I've nursed since infancy, you know, and it's my purpose. It's my passion. And I'm determined to to make it work. Yeah. So I have encountered people like that. I still encounter people like that. And you just have to take it with a grain of salt. You listen, you you take from it what you will. And then you execute. You know, it's all about that, about those moving parts. Um, yeah.
0: And I think you said a few very key takeaways there. You take someone's opinion with a grain of salt. You listen. You want to make them feel like they're being heard too in any situation, but that doesn't mean you actually have to execute everything they say or any of what they say, but you're polite and you say, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say. And there might be something in there that you didn't think of that might spike, you know, a, Hey, let me think about this a little bit deeper. I might not execute it the way they're thinking, but they might be onto something that I haven't thought of yet. Right. And then there's you know, the aspect that you brought up about sometimes you just have to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. And you see a vision that not others see, and that is okay. It's not always totally reinventing the wheel and coming up with something totally new. Sometimes it's taking the pieces that you're passionate about and saying, there's a gap here. How can I be the difference that fills in that gap? And for you, you've done that. You've stayed true to yourself and what your goals are. How have you tried to do that in some instances through infancy, like you mentioned, to now where you're like, oh, should I keep going? Or it's been really hard. How do I keep that stamina going? What? How do you kind of think about that?
1: Every day. Um, I feel like it's very important to have champions around you because this journey is definitely not easy. Any any entrepreneur will know it's lonely for one. Sometimes you're the only one that sees your vision as something viable. You know, you at one point it was me trying to convince people, yes, you know, this is some people get it and some people didn't. And I didn't want to put a lot of energy on the people that didn't. Even though, you know, I'm all about saving lives. I want you want people to to believe in what you're doing. But you don't want to put all the energy in the people that don't. So definitely having um, people around me uh, that uplifted me was how I got over some of the bad, bad days, because it's been sometimes where, you know, I was done. You know, you go through every emotion possible, sometimes all in one day, like, wow, this is a great product. Or, you know, this is a simple product, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, what am I thinking? you know and I still do it. You know, I still do it, but you you have to bring yourself back down to reality, you know, and remember your why. Remember why you did this in the first place and and just just keep moving on. I mean, I think it will probably be forever <laughs> as long as I'm running the company. You know, that's just the entrepreneurial mindset that I have. I mean, that's just the way I think. So, uh I have to get out of my own head sometimes, but you know, I do. I get there. With help.
0: And I think you brought up a very good point. It's the entrepreneurial mindset and just remember your why. And I think that's really important is, like you said, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, I've definitely gone through those feelings. And I think anyone who's started a business and has others rely on them, whether it's through the business and as simple as having support staff stand next to them and working to get your product and your vision out there or having you know just yourself and feeling like okay i'm putting all this work into it and what's happening i see the point of it and the greatness in it wise not others and like you said sometimes there are definitely days that as an owner you know i don't care how successful you are or how successful the business are i don't think there's ever a point like you had said where you don't maybe go through one day, switching of emotions throughout the day We're going through all of them in the day because there are points where everything's going great and then something can happen and now you're in a moment of like, how did this happen? How do I pivot? Like you said earlier, or I'm putting in all this blood, sweat, tears, whatever it might be. Why is no one else seeing it? And, And it's really that transition of as an owner, and I want to hear your input on this, but you can go from situation to situation throughout your day, and you never always know what to expect. And the conversations can be vastly different. And you have to, you know, people look to you to see how you're going to react as a leader and stand up and how you're going to handle situations. But it is also okay that in the back of your head, you might be like, oh
1: my God, what's happening? Yes, so true, so true. Um, It took me a while to to trust my own instincts Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny, you know, there's several books. I can't say there's not a book, you know, about entrepreneurship, about um, leadership and, and knowing what to do. There's thousands of books out there. But you know, like I said, everybody is is totally different. You know, my life experiences is going to be different from from the next person's, you know, and in in and how I relate to what's what's happening. It's it's like I said, it's about the journey. You know, how do you take from it? That's where you get your strength from. That's how you figure out, you know, if you're gonna overcome whatever, whatever is happening to you in your business at, at, at a point. It was a time in my life where it was hard for me to call myself a CEO of a company. You know, I, I really didn't believe in titles because I did everything with the company. You know, so my mindset was was everything, you know, from, you know, shipping the product to doing the sales, even though I'm a, a documented introvert. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I really didn't feel like, you know, I was the right person to talk about CPR rep, which is to, now that I say it is is crazy you know, because I'm the right person to talk about it. It's my experiences. No one can put into words and with the passion, um, that I can bring to the table to make people understand the reason for CPR wrap, the why behind CPR wrap. Uh, so you just have to really, you know, just find your own pathway, you know, and, and just, you know, be yourself, be an open book. You know, I'm not trying to, to mimic anybody else. I'm trying to create a product. This is Who's bringing you this product? You know, this is me. I'm Felicia. You know, and and this is the way I'm presenting it to you. Um, so you just have to just kind of figure it out on your own.
0: For you, what would you hope if there was one or two things that someone can take out of not just your product, but what you're trying to do and the impact you're trying to make within the life saving community? What would you tell someone? looking down the road or trying to understand why it's so important? What would you tell that person right
1: now? Right. Um, I would tell people to, to just be open to new innovation, especially. Um, we get so caught up in things that, you know, we don't want to change. So, so be open to change. Be open to new innovation. You know that comes out there that's related uh, to any type of healthcare product. Um, and even though we do have competition, I guess you could say um, it's all about partnerships and collaborations. You know because this is a massive thing that we're trying to to accomplish. We're trying to save lives. We're trying to decrease the over 400,000 people that experience and die from sudden cardiac arrest every year. We're not going to do that with one company. We're not going to do that with two or even 10 companies. It's going to take a lot of us. You know, uh, There's enough space in, in the medical region, in the medical realm for all of us uh, to make a difference. Um, and just, just, just let us in, be open, be open to new innovation.
0: And I love that. And going off of being open to new innovation, because that is really key, is everything's always changing. Environments are changing. Situations are changing. So you have to be open to any situation. But for you, you know, one of the big amazing things that you do is you continue to grow that education environment for schools and kids to understand the importance of life-saving techniques. Why do you go back to the school environments continuously in different areas and try to teach the importance of no matter your age you make that impact
1: right um it's I say it's funny but children actually retain instruction quicker than than adults and they retain it longer you know statistics have have, have proven this to be so and i always think anything worth learning You know, you need to start at the very, when they're young, you know, so they can get, so they can get used to it because no matter what you do, if it's from teaching somebody how to paint to teaching somebody how to save a life, if they're exposed to it, if they're taught it, you know, they're going to feel more comfortable with it. They're not going to be as terrified. Um, And I feel like it's important to, to really get in there while they're young, you know, just to let them know, Hey, this could happen because who's not, who knows That child could be the person that could save your life or someone's life that day. And it's
0: also so important to realize the knowledge piece. Like you said, you never know when something can happen and who is going to have that knowledge piece to jump in and in the moment's notice say, I got it. We can do it. And it can sometimes be as simple as you knowing what you're doing and jumping in and taking that initiative doing it then but then also helping others get involved and say okay this is what i need someone call 911 as i'm doing this someone do this it's all those steps that if you're just made aware of them can really make the impact and the difference
1: exactly hey look they're teaching dogs <laughs> they do compressions it's hilarious it probably won't work but you know <laughs> hey if if you can take the time to teach a dog take the time to teach your child <laughs>
0: I love that. I mean, dogs are amazing. They're amazing. Um, and, you know, I I would never be surprised by a new thing a dog could do. But like you said, if a dog could do it and you're taking the time out to teach your dog, yes, there are skills that maybe, you know, one of the great things that I see about the community as well is, for example, dogs and animals being able to sniff if something's coming up. Right. Okay. That's really important. That's that added resource, right? Right. A dog can sense something about to happen, no matter what it is, right? A medical emergency, a someone coming into your house that might not be a welcomed person, whatever it might be. But if they're that frontline source of, okay, something's about to go down. Well, shouldn't you take the next initiative and go, okay, well, if they're there to help me know if something's gonna go down, shouldn't I have an additional s- source And tool that if it starts to go down, now someone can help. Right. And it's that layers of like, you need each piece to actually be successful in the outcome.
1: It's about being prepared no matter what. That's right.
0: And I think that's a really great way to wrap this up is the importance of being prepared for any
1: situation.
0: Felicia, how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect?
1: Uh, We are on all things social media. Uh, You can connect with us via our website on CPRwrap.com, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, even Pinterest. Our handle is at CPRwrap, CPRwrap.
0: Thank you, Felicia, for all of your insight today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: A few of our key takeaways from today's conversation is be proactive, not reactive to emergency situations. It's so important to be prepared. It's the underlying thing that we've talked about today with CPR rep is having those resources, having those things in place to understand that when something hits, not if something hits, because in once in your lifetime, like we were discussing today, you will encounter something. It's being prepared and knowing what to do and having those tools. Because there can be a situation that no matter how prepared you are, everything can go out the window. So to have that simple tool that can remind you what to do and not have to think about, do I remember what I learned five, 10 years ago? As well as you are really and truly the first responder. You know, we call out the amazing individuals You are those first responders, the police, the fire department, the EMTs that get you from whatever the situation is to a hospital or wherever you need to go. And they're amazing individuals, but someone has to call them. And that person is you. You are that first person to witness whatever it might be, that emergency that is taking place. And you are the true first responders to whatever that situation is. So really understand that and understand the impact that you are making on someone's life as well. And my favorite of what we talked about today, life is universal and saving a life is universal. We should all understand that no matter who we are, where we come from, a life is a life and we're all really important. And when an emergency happens, it doesn't matter who you are, where you might be from, You are just as important as the next person and saving that life is just as important than saving anyone else's life. This was a great episode with our top notch guest, Felicia Jackson. Thank you for listening and have a successful day.